Hey y'all, welcome back to the Souls Work Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Ho, and I'm so excited to be back here, um, mostly because I have my very first guest for season two on here today. It's my very dear friend, Lucy Duong, who I will introduce shortly before we jump into our conversation. It's going to be a great one, by the way, so just stay tuned for that. Uh, but first, some updates. Number one, I just want to thank y'all for tuning into my last episode, which was on navigating online dating and sex coming out of a long ass lockdown. I'm crossing my fingers that another lockdown is not coming up. But yeah, that was my most listened to episode for the season. And, you know, it was really cool just to see people's interest in that. We also did this fun little poll on my Instagram stories at Janice Ho Images. You can go check that out. It's all saved in my pod slash blog highlights. So in this poll, I asked various questions about sex, like how comfortable do you feel sharing about your desires with your sexual partners and whether you felt that talking about sex is still a taboo thing in society. And it was really interesting to see people's responses Um, as well as to have a lot of really cool conversations that kind of branched out from that just privately offline because people just had some things to say. And I love it. I love being able to generate these conversations to break down some of the stigma and the shame around some of these topics. And, you know, just let people know like, hey, you're not in this alone. We're all going through these uncomfortable ass feelings and situations and trying to do our best to navigate the challenges of life. So, Anyways, all of that to say, thank you again um, to everybody who did tune in, who's been interacting with the podcast in their various ways. Um, I also wanted to just put a little reminder there that, hey, if you're loving the show, if you're, you know, something's resonating with you and that's helped you a little bit of insight or whatever it is, um, you know, please do feel free to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. I will put the link in the show notes um, because it really is helpful in terms of just building some engagement, having other people uh, find the pod and listen in um, because maybe it'll be helpful to them too. All right, let us get into our conversation with Lucy. Um, I just want to give y'all a little intro. She is a very dear friend of mine, as I mentioned. We've known each other since high school, maybe even middle school. Um, But yeah, it's been like about 25 years, I think. And we have just been through so many things, witnessed each other's journeys. Um, And I'm just so grateful because she is one of the kindest, most generous, loving souls that I have known. Um, Something that's been really cool is that we've both been pretty like intensely on our you know respective self-development so-called self-development journeys um doing our own trauma healing work and so you know it's been cool to have her as a friend uh with whom i can talk about some of these things more in depth and talk about some of the practices and you know speak like trauma education lingo and whatnot and so you'll, you'll hear some of that um in our conversation today i do want to give a little bit of a content warning here um because we do talk about her sister vivian's passing where her sister did take her own life and lucy uh does allude to how her sister completed suicide when she talks about what kind of things she worked on in hypnosis and so you know, just a little note to please take care of yourself while you listen in. Decide whether you have the capacity at this moment to listen in on this topic. 
But all of that to say, you know, we do get into things about hypnosis, NLP, which is neurolinguistic programming. These are a couple of approaches to healing that are maybe a little bit less mainstream, but things that Lucy has tried and that have worked for her in her healing. And so really our conversation is more about that and more about how Lucy has navigated through her grief and the trauma she has experienced. And so there's also a lot of hope in this conversation, uh, a few laughs as well, and just some really, really great insights from her, some golden nuggets that I definitely was really appreciative to hear. So, you know, we were only able to record a bit about her story. It's about a 20 minute conversation because she's a busy mom. She's a busy businesswoman. So we hope to have her back on to do at least a part two, get more into NLP, hypnosis, all the things. In the meantime, enjoy this conversation and you can find Lucy on her Facebook group page. Um, It's called Organic Love in Memory of Vivian Duong. Um, And there Lucy shares various resources, articles that are related to mental health stuff. And this month, September, is Suicide Prevention Month. And I know she's shared a couple things about that as well. So feel free to join the group. um, And group members do sometimes share and post things as well. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Lucy Duong. I hope you enjoy. All right, Miss Lucy, how are you? You're good. <laughs> so we're, we are here with Lucy, a very, very dear friend of mine. Um, you may hear some of her kids in the background, but that's okay. That just means we're in real life. <laughs> and yeah, maybe to start, Luce, do you want to just share a little bit about who you are? Like whatever you want people to know about you, our audience. I know we can't define you in like two minutes, but... Yeah, I can pretty much define myself in, in two minutes. Uh, I'm a mom of three, uh, three boys. Uh, I'm a business owner. Um, I generally like a good challenge. Uh, had a few ups and down moments that I'm trying to recuperate from, and I'm in a good place right now. So this is why I'm ready to share. Nice, nice. Okay, so, I mean, we're doing this trauma healing series, right? So um, today we're talking a little bit about your journey with that. And, I mean, you can choose. So maybe we can start off with, you know, whether you want to share some of the challenges and adverse experiences you've gone through that kind of like started you on your healing journey, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Or, you know, maybe you can just start talking about your work doing hypnosis and NLP. Mm. And within that, you can kind of weave your story into that. Okay. And I'm in a good place now, like I said before. Um, going back into it, I haven't gone back into it for a while now. Um, finally got to that place where I was able to, with hypnosis um, and uh, some NLP, I was able to get myself to a really good place where, you know, the memory of her doesn't, doesn't bring me so much pain anymore. Uh, and when I say her, I mean my sister, who mm-hmm. I lost in 2015, who unfortunately took her own life. Yeah. And, uh, you, know, you know, healing works when, you know, you don't cry when you bring them up anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's the beautiful part is like now when I do talk about her, I, I can't say I'm happy, but I can smile. I can see her image as a smile as opposed to, you know, the image that I found her uh, in last and uh, I think my trauma story starts there. Mm. And I know I've, uh, I've told the story quite a few times before, and I'm, I'm sure there are some people who are tired of hearing it. No, um, no. But, I'm, uh, but I still advocate for sharing 
my story and for anyone to share their story, especially now that I'm in a good place, Mm. right? Um, Even more so now because, you know, there was a point where I didn't understand what she was going through with her demons. And as much as I thought I did, I didn't because I was never in that dark of a place. But when I did lose her, I understood. Mm. And I fell into that hopeless kind of abyss where you really don't know how you're going to go on, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was kind of like, that's what she meant, right? Now I know what she was talking about. And uh, I don't know if it was because I had gone through it with her when she was going through it. And everything seems very familiar. Mm. But on me now, as opposed to on, on, on her... I was able to, even with grieving, even with feeling the emotions and and really kind of acting on my grief a lot too, I was able to see, I remember this when she went through this. I remember this that she did. I remember this. And I recognized that I was doing the exact same things. Right, in your grief. Yeah. But I was able to also recognize that what, what I tried to help her with obviously wasn't working uh, and, and that meant... You had to I, find a different way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I did the hospital. I did the psychologist. I did the grief counseling, and 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 I was open to more mm. because I didn't find that they were. I mean, it was a good outlet to kind of share the grief, but I think I needed to find alternatives that I felt wasn't options for us when when she was going through it. So I I, mm. I, um, I was blessed to have a lot of good friends around me who... And I think it was also because I, I, I shared a lot. Right, yeah. yeah that My grief was, was not a secret. Yeah. It was yeah. out there in the open. Everybody knew my grief. Everybody knew I, I lost my sister and how I found her. And <clears throat> so the compassion and the out- empathy that poured out of, you know, friends, family, and strangers like just strangers to, to to me but like friends of my sisters or even my brothers and even acqu- acquaintances I mean um that really saved me yeah. because that ultimately opened the door to a lot of other alternatives that they have tried mm. um and they recommended so and, like hypnosis NLP. yeah 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 and NLP, by the way, is neuro-linguistic programming. Yes, correct, correct. So how, like, why did you kind of settle on those couple things? Like, what kind of made you want to try that? Like, you had, I'm assuming, like, new people who were practiced in that or experienced in that, and they, did they suggest to you, like, hey, I think this would be really great for you to try kind of thing? Well, I had um, I had a good friend, and it's funny, she, she doesn't... Not that she doesn't believe in hypnosis, but she never did hypnosis, but she read somewhere or in her reviews of uh, a hypnotherapist down in Toronto that was really, really good for trauma. And I had already, like I said, gone to the psychologist and, and all that stuff and, and other than medication, which I did not want to go that route because I knew that that's not what I need. Um, and everybody's different. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that it's wrong to take medication, but I feel like everybody's mental health journey should be customized to them it's not going to be one size fit all I'm not going to approach your mental wellness the same way I approach mine like Mm -hmm. the hypnotherapy and and the NLP might not work for you right but it worked for me Mm. and 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 I think that's where I'm coming from is my saving grace was the fact that I'm an open book yeah you'll see my emotions on my face and I'll tell you Mm -hmm. if you don't (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I am very open to change 
Yeah. And if something doesn't work, I will reinvent the wheel and I'm open to trying anything. Mm -hmm. And that's always been my kind of strength, I think. Yeah. So when I, I gave it a shot, I went, I didn't know what it was. And I said, I just need you to take this away from me. I can't sleep. I, I'm having nightmares. I, I, I can't look at rope. I can't um, go out on Halloween with my kids. I can't hold my kids. I can't drive to Toronto. I can't, any of those things that triggered mm -hmm. the memory of that night, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that was already a year into it. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, I can't continue to live in my bed yeah. with two kids and a business. And, you yeah. know, life is waiting for me, right? Mm. So I said, you know what? It's worth a shot. I've tried everything else. I'm going to give this a go. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work, mm -hmm. right? I'll be where I am. So I uh, gave it a shot, and it was absolutely incredible. And mm. I'm not paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the gentleman doesn't even work in the city anymore. So, But it was absolutely amazing and when in one or two sessions it might have been two sessions he was able to take away my fear of rope mm -hmm. he was able to take away my fear of halloween mm. uh and my nightmares right so those things were cured in about two three sessions i have to say and i said you know what whatever it is this is like i need to learn more about it mm -hmm. uh so i went and i took hypnosis course yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was funny yeah um and the best thing about taking a hypnosis course is you get free hypnosis <laughs> done on you right? so you can do hypnosis on yourself is that correct you, you can do self-hypnosis but oh, for wow. for for mm. the type of trauma that i was going through in the triggers um you need someone to do it okay on you so, so while you were learning it's like yeah. they were practicing on exactly. you exactly <laughs> the, the students were practicing on each other and the best part is sometimes the, the teacher uses you as the guinea pig. Yeah. So what's your, you <laughs> know? therapy. Like, yes, me, me, me. Lucy, not you, not today. You already went yesterday. <laughs> I was like, but I'm so broken. <laughs> and so now that you've learned more about like how hypnotherapy or hypnosis actually works, mm -hmm. like can you describe a little bit about like the underlying mechanisms behind that? Like how does it sort of take away those triggers? Um take away the triggers I think that's still a um, personal thing okay that's how uh, each person is going to be different I'm mm -hmm. not going to say it's going to work for everybody right so I can't say that it didn't have anything to do with me personally or if it was done on somebody else it didn't have you know because mm -hmm. with hypnosis you have to be a willing participant yes if, if I for instance send my son in for hypnosis for something that he's going through it won't work right? because he has to be willingly, uh, you know, know the problem and want to get rid of it and open to hypnosis. Right? Yeah. Uh, if you're resisting and you're closed off, then, I mean, stubborn in this case doesn't help. Yeah. And it does. It's almost going back to your question. It's almost like um, meditation. You think they put you to sleep, but what they're actually doing is actually getting you to hyper focus. Yeah. So hence the reason why they get you to close your eyes and heighten your senses and all the other aspects of your touch, your sound, your yeah. all that stuff gets heightened so that yeah. you can actually zone in on what they're saying to you and not be distracted. And, and I had struggled with that. Right. And would you say it also allows somebody to maybe tap more into their subconscious level versus Definitely. staying so much in their heads, which oftentimes I think can actually be a detriment to us. Oh, all the healing. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I know time. even when, like we've done visualization together where yeah. I kind of went into my past, which wasn't even hypnosis, but even just being in that 
state where you're like imagining and you're opening your mind and like recreating let's say like a past thing that happened like there's Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much power in being in that state which is some people take more work than others. Um, yeah. You were able to really go into it fast, so you need less hypnosis. Mm. Um, I still use hypnotic language on you. Oh, okay. And did the NLP on you. Um, some people need to really have their racing mind slowed down, so they have the, the um, traditional hypnosis method of slowly, you know, like getting you to mm. settle down and calm your mind. Yeah. It's more necessary. Got it. Um, and then there are people who just go like that, like you. Ah, oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> you were able to visualize just like that, right? Um, you yeah. seem to have mastered meditation, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, or I, maybe being out in nature on your own for so long, you've yeah. really been able to resonate with all your other senses. I think I also right? just am open to that idea of doing that kind of thing, whereas I think probably some people might think it's a little bit like out there or woo-woo mm, yeah, or like that's the woo-woo. That's, <laughs> that seems to be the word <laughs> yeah but I think that's because we've just been so conditioned to be in our thinking brains and we're going to use the control of our rational minds to kind of like fix things or change things or think different ways but I think that there's so much power for humans to like be a little bit more in their imaginations almost and we're really we really resonate a lot with stories and storytelling mm-hmm. and symbols and things like that. And I think maybe we've, we've lost a little bit of like our sense of value towards those things. I think what people fail to realize is we live our life subconscious almost. We don't even realize half the things we do are an automatic reaction yeah. to triggers. So to say that, you know, you're afraid of going into that is kind of... Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. You understand what I'm trying to totally. say? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So y- you are actually trying to take control of your subconscious. Yeah. You know, you're, you're trying to do things with more intention as opposed to being guided by your limiting beliefs or automatic, you know, everything that you do is just kind of, you yeah. do it without even knowing why you do it, but in your subconscious that it knows, mm. right? And it's in the recesses of your subconscious that when you are able to close your eyes and just focus on you know, where those triggers are coming from and trace it back. Y- you find that moment in time where this is what happened. Mm. This is where it came from. This is this is why I feel the way I feel when this happens. And and it's that awareness that we take you to. Yeah. Um, you know, each step that you go back when you're triggered and, and, and experiencing that emotion, we take you back to the point where it actually began, whether that be five years old, three years old, ten years old. And when you are aware of that, that awareness doesn't go away. Yeah. And that awareness should allow you to understand why you're triggered. And when you understand why you're triggered, you have a little bit more control over that. Yeah. And the other piece of that, too, is like when we did that visualization and where you you kept taking me back, taking me back, we kind of recreated what happened. So there was like a different outcome where I was kind of coming at it more from my adult more empowered self and it was kind of like well how could this go differently and in a way where I then was able to kind of almost re-experience that childhood event or when I was a teenager or whatever but in a way where I understood it wasn't about me like it Mm -hmm. wasn't that I was bad which is how a lot of kids internalize 
things, difficult things that are going on in the family home. But it was just perhaps my dad didn't have the capacity to, you know, kind of discipline me in a more healthy, loving way, et cetera, et cetera. So it's almost like it kind of, like you said, it's not like it makes the event go away, but it's like it takes the emotional edge off of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and we rewrote that story in your your Mm -hmm. mind for you, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people fail to remember or, or know that whatever triggers you're taking with you from childhood, you know, you still experience it now in the now as that five-year-old or that six-year-old or whenever it is that that happened. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have to zone, help you actually, I don't do anything. I, I, I get you to go there and you need to go there and be able to recognize that that was when you were five. That's all you understood as a five-year-old child. Now that you're this age and this much more mature and, and understanding and compassionate and you can look at the situation and put yourself back there in the adult mind frame that you you have right now yeah and you can rewrite that story yeah. you can you can understand it from a different perspective and not from the five-year-old perspective that you kind of grew not into but just with yeah <laughs> you never yeah. really grew her up in that moment in time right yeah um and when you rewrite the outcome, you know, the, the unfortunate outcome that caused you to get triggered and the negative mm-hmm. outcome to a positive one, it's almost like you're manifesting a new story and it becomes your new reality because now your subconscious, it doesn't, it doesn't know what actually happened and what it is you're telling it mm-hmm. that happened, mm-hmm. right? It's so you're fascinating. Kind of like deleting that and say, hey, I kind of like this. <laughs> yeah. You know? I yeah. want to see what happens when I, I insert this storyline yeah. where he turned around and said, I'm so sorry I did that. I am just really stressed from work. I don't know how to express my emotions. I was never taught to. I love you. Mm-hmm. And when you are are playing that in your head and you're giving him that hug and, you know, accepting his apology and you and then I grow you up from that. And that's NLP. Mm. Um, but I grow you up with that experience mm. instead. Mm-hmm. You take it with you to now, yeah. which is the interesting thing. Is like that 40 years is kind of like, sorry, I hope you don't mind me. 30-something years. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, the 40s is the new 30s is the new 20s. Yeah, let's let's own it. We're 39. Yeah, right? <laughs> Looking fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely hear all of that. And, you know, I have done a lot of exploring into my childhood traumas and things yeah. like that. But of course, a lot of people like don't even want to go there, right? And there's so many reasons, very valid reasons. And I also think that some people can actually be re-traumatized if they're not taking that exploration yeah. in a really like supported way, maybe guided with the right practitioner, like all of these well, things. Okay, there are going to be people who don't take it in at all, because mm-hmm. they're just simply not open to it. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not happening. It's not happening. Nothing's happening. I don't feel anything. I can't see anything. And then there are, are people who are very sensitive um, and they're m- mentally not stable. And those are people that we kind of have to try and not work with, mm. unfortunately, because um, you don't know what you, what, what you can trigger them into a, right. a breakdown or anything like that, right? We, we don't want to get to that point, too. So it's a fine line with... Um, so there has to be some, would you say, I mean, using like trauma education speak, like some some level of like nervous system regulation where you know that if yeah. you take them back into some of these painful experiences, they can be that they're not going to 
be re-traumatized. They're not going to be triggered in an unexpected way where they then fall into like a kind of worse state, like or or have a panic attack, or anything like that, or ventilate and. Yeah, um, and then there are also narciss- narcissists that mm. there's no getting through. Okay, and you kind of have to. Yeah, and I'm not offending anybody because narcissists won't tell <laughs> that they're narcissists. They don't know. <laughs> but maybe just to wrap up a little bit here, because I know we're gonna we're gonna make this a short one and then come back again with you to to talk more about this and explore more. But maybe for anybody who is kind of like curious about this and now they're hearing, you know, mm-hmm. hey, maybe this is something that I can do, but they're a little bit scared. They're a little yeah, bit yeah, afraid yeah. of like going back into the past and stuff like that. Like what are some maybe words you would <sighs> tell them? I would say don't do anything that deep mm. for your first try. Find a license at no therapist, um, NLP practitioner, or, and uh, do something light, maybe ins- insomnia, which is not light, but I mean, <laughs> not trauma. Right, um, right. Do self-confidence, do public speaking, do, and, and those will take um, two, three, maybe more sessions because that's something that you have to practice Yeah, a, a lot more because it's an old habit that you're trying to replace with a new habit. So it will take practice yeah um that's not something that can be done i don't believe in one session okay. uh, smoking phobias stuff like that um i think those are start are good to start with and if, if that works for you mm-hmm. then then maybe you can consider going into the yeah the work yeah and i'm always saying this too go slow yeah. go at your own pace like with all of Definitely. this stuff it's lifelong in a way right yeah. like it does get easier we both know this yeah, yeah, yeah. but i mean there's no like jumping into the deep end can i often, jumped into the deep end uh, so did i right? so did but, I. <laughs> but i was I, I i was i i think for me there was no worse outcome yeah because you were already yeah you were already kind of down there yeah yeah that's exactly what it is All right, Lucy, thank you so much. We're going to talk again. We're going to make this little series. And um, thank you so much for sharing and having this conversation. Thank you for continuing to be open and sharing about your story with other people. Because I think, you know, I'm all about destigmatizing mental health and mental illness, trauma, all the things. And you're right alongside me doing that. Happy to share. Like I said, I'm an open book. Yeah. Unfortunately for my family, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Stay tuned. Lucy will be back. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Hey, y'all. I hope you enjoy that conversation. Um, I just got so many good things out of it. And I just want to thank Lucy so much again for um, just sharing you, sharing your time, sharing your wisdom, sharing your story. I love you so much. And thanks to you all for listening and tuning in. As always, you can connect with me at Janice Ho Images and at Nature Immersed on Instagram. I'm on Facebook at Janice Ho Creative. Also check out the show notes for the link to the podcast website and blog. Um, You can also find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of the things. And if you want to reach out, my email is janice.sg.ho at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. And until next time, stay well, lots of love and self-love. Peace.